This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with multimedia analysts Zara Bish and Derek Konofowski, who both work in our digital communications department. When I started here almost five years ago, this organization did not have a dedicated communications department or centralized messaging or branding. So this episode is going to focus on building a brand, and this is a process I think that can be years in the making and it doesn't happen overnight. And so it was kind of fun to come into an organization and not have this. So I kind of had, we had a clean palette that we could build something from, but that also poses its own challenges. So, you know, as I mentioned, there were no branding standards, there were no guidelines, there were no rules. There were, you know, a couple of old handouts we found at some point where people were trying to show how we could use our logo and so forth. But I don't think anyone was actually following any of those guidelines, so anyone could use our logo, and they were. And so, Zara, you really have two jobs. I think that in most cities or organizations, you would see a graphic designer and a web person, but you really kind of, we had to roll um, both of those jobs into one. And so you manage our website, and you do all of the design for the entire organization and campaigns and all of the various departments. And so when we started here building this department nearly five years ago, um, you know, there was no consistency in how we were using that logo, like I said, the fonts, um, how we were marketing ourselves to our residents, to the world, to attract businesses. Um, And there was just no coordination. So you really had to start from scratch and build a brand for our organization, for the community. And I always say it's so fun to drive around and see the mark that you've made, you know, when the banners are hanging in our downtown or at our mall. Um, it's, it's a sense of pride that I think you feel when you start to see that being implemented into the community and you say, oh, I made that and we designed that. And so you kind of have to start small and then build from there. Um, but I thought this was cool. On our website, we state an organization's brand is more than a slogan or a logo. It captures how the organization is and wants to be perceived. I love this. So where did you start? Well, um, you, you have a brand established whether you control it or not. So it's really how people perceive you. And the basis of that and the foundation was our mission, vision, and values. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and actually, the organization was launching that um, and really pushing that message when I first started. So that was a great foundation to get started. And really, it helps with, you know, building those relationships. And so from the employees within the organization, really embracing um, the values and and really helping others, the interactions and the touch points that you reach um, all these people, you are building that brand. Yeah, so, exactly. Like who we are, right? And yeah. this had kind of started in our human resources department. This was an activity or, a, you know, a... I don't know, it was a campaign that they were doing and they got the entire organization involved to determine what this the, their mission, vision, and values of this organization were. And I believe that started when Patrick, our city manager, came from St. Louis and he, he's been here for almost six years now. And I think probably like I did when I arrived and saw that there were, was no kind of centralized branding, he got here and decided that there really wasn't, the organization wasn't, hadn't adopted a mission 
they didn't know who they were, what their purpose was, what they were trying to do. And so you're right. It was perfect timing because when we started and we took a look at these same things, we said, huh, so who are we and who, who do we want to be? And I think that was, you're right, a great touch point. And I always talk about pride and community pride and organizational pride and your employees want to have a sense of pride. And, but it's, it, and it's a lot of that, but it's also down to the details fonts, colors, every time you're using the logo, how are you using it? What do you want that to say to your residents, to your community, to your businesses about who you are? And so talk to me about the first things that you undertook when you decided to kind of go down that step, because we're going to talk about the website later on, but I think establishing that look and feel was, you know, the first, who, who are we deciding what that was and then picking the colors and kind of starting with the foundation. Right. So yeah, your first step is really finding out who you are. Um, and then you have your identity. So these are the visual elements that people will recognize you by. And, um, you know, we're so oversaturated nowadays with visual content that you really have your logo as your marker. You, you know, you have your, your colors and your visual elements that you consistently want to use because your residents, um, you know, are going to see that message and really respond to it and have that sense of comfort almost when seeing the same things and, and recognizing, and it builds it, you know, all of those uh, intertwined can build trust. Absolutely. And I think one of the things I noticed when I got here was that we had, you know, every department was making flyers and sending out mailers and especially in parks and recreation. I remember looking at some of our stuff. It didn't even, you wouldn't look at it and even know it came from a town or a city organization. It didn't even have a logo on it. Um, you know, some things said Gilbert, some things didn't, some things said town of Gilbert, some things didn't. And so again, that consistency of, you know, finding something, seeing it on social media or seeing it online or seeing it in your mailbox and you wouldn't know that that came from your government organization. Well, that's one of the reasons, like when I first joined the organization, that was one of the things I was most impressed about because I don't think, you know, Zara comes from a graphic design background. I'm sure she's worked with this a million times over because I worked with it with websites all the time. And it was the whole, well, my sister-in-law's, you know, 13-year-old son, he's, he's pretty good with graphics. He can make a flyer for your business or whatever. And it just, it's... It's, you know, people don't really know or maybe understand like what all goes into the graphic design aspect of it. You know, like we're talking about colors and fonts and I, I don't think a lot of people realize what, you know, specific colors can, can evoke different emotions from a thing. You know, Zara mentioned trust. Like we didn't just pick colors because they fit nicely together. We picked them because when people look at specific colors or specific combinations of things, you know, they get a certain mood or a certain emotion out of it. Fonts, you know, a, a font with a serif typically comes off more formal, whereas a sans serif font is a little bit more informal, a little bit more friendly, you know, but yet like people don't think about that stuff. So you end up with flyers that have comic sans all over them because, Oh, it's fun. You know, like that's, that's not like, you know, an organization needs to come off as personable or, or as, as welcoming, but not like cartoony or like childish or, you know, there, there's all kinds of stuff that goes into that. And I just, I don't think people think about that. So when I came to the organization and saw that we have like these brand standards that somebody actually went through and not only picked like a couple colors, but some secondary colors and like what mm -hmm. those colors mean and you know, all that stuff. It's like, 
that, that there, it's very, very well thought out. It's, it's, it's all planned. Well, I think that was a big challenge because all the departments really wanted their own identity. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and it was becoming a point where they were almost branching off. Um, so we really yeah. needed to pull them back in and, and everyone needs to be under the organization of Gilbert, the town of Gilbert. Yeah. So, um, it's really that umbrella and, you know, every each department can still have their own identity, but you, you know, you still want to, um, people to know that you are coming from the town, um, and we're working together. I mean, again, all of that just shows that we are in this together and we're, you know, working hard to be the best that we can. And that's a great point because you've been able to give the departments their own look and feel, but it's still all is, you know, connected. So for example, like you mentioned with the different fonts, like the Parks and Rec font, the font they use is, is more fun. It's more playful. It's more, you know, it kind of has look look to it mm-hmm. that's, oh, that's fun in Parks and Rec. You know, it's not this serious thing. And then they have their own colors. And so talk about the lo- the departmental logos that you designed for each of them that you know, they're, they're pretty formal. They're not like a design logo per se. Yeah, we but- went pretty simple with the logos, but really it was a starting point and allowing each department to have their own logo. So it's really just the, the Gilbert logo, but then, you know, the department name below it. Um, and really this was just to um, allow them to have that identity, but still be under that same umbrella. So um, definitely a starting point. I think the colors um, have helped a lot kind of choosing and it's kind of evolved so each department's kind of taken on their own colors um, parks and rec especially is using a lighter blue and and brighter green and things like that um, and then more you know more formal um, like the public safety is using the blue and you know blue and the red pretty traditional colors but um, but all together they're we're using the same color scheme and the same fonts and you can really get different looks out of using those how did you get their buy-in and support for this? Talk about how you had to roll this out into the organization and some of the things that you've done to keep them engaged and remind them that this is important, that as they continue, because they're not graphic designers. I mean, all the people, the users that you're working with in the department, they're not designers. And that was one of the challenges was you just have a lot of people out there making flyers that aren't designers. You know, it's not their fault. They just were tasked with, you know, promoting their own events or promoting whatever initiatives they had or getting the word out to the public. And so the way they did that was to go and make their own flyer. Right. So a lot of it is building <laughs> building trust um, within our own department. So, um, and educating and um, just kind of working closely with them. So, you know, I hate being called, like, I always think of myself as like the branding police. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. be that, yeah. that person that goes around and says, you can't do, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. That doesn't look right. Um, so, but, but even after almost five years, it's still happening. Well, right? of course. Like, and I can't yeah. touch every little yeah. thing that goes out. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's kind of, you know, the, one of the struggles is that, you know, we are, lean. So it's, you know, we, it's a lot of just educating and letting people know we're here and here to support them. That's so important though, because like when you look at, you know, uh, I don't remember where I heard this, but you know, there's the, there's a difference between having like an identity and having a voice, you know, an organization can have multiple voices as long as those voices all speak from the same identity. So like you're talking about, you know, how parks and rec has some of those like lighter, more like fun colors and, in the public works department or, you know, public safety are, are very formal colors and stuff like that, you know, like 
I, I seriously don't think that people think about those kinds of things normally. I think they just, they want something that just quote unquote looks good that they can throw out. And even, you know, having that identity and that voice and that branding can make that easier because you're, you're still letting them be creative, but you're just saying you kind of have to work within this little framework, but you know, do what you want, just make sure that it follows these guidelines and then, you know, here you go. Yeah. And that's, that's been very helpful. And I think the response has been good. Um, you know, it's, it's easier for people. People don't want to start with a blank slate. Um, and I think they've, they've tried really hard to make it fun and, and really, um, something of their own, but you know, they do respond to having some guidelines set. Um, and it, and, you know, also other resources that we've implemented are, um, programs like Canva is a new one that really helps with graphic design. So, you know, it's it's a pretty inexpensive account that you can put your branding logos and colors in the program. Um, and they have layouts and all kinds of different formats you can do for social, you can do for flyers, brochures. Um, so it's been a, a great tool for those who might not be graphic savvy. So it's just it's just been really helpful. Yeah. And I don't think you probably want to toot your own horn, but I think it's really important to mention and give you kudos because you give them a lot of tools for success. And I think that's really important. You set them up, you do things like build PowerPoint templates for them. So that just, and it's so simple. Like I always talk about the little wins you can get by just doing small things that can make such a difference that are seen across the organization. But I remember the first time you gave a PowerPoint. I mean, when I came here, you'd go and you, there were multiple PowerPoint presentations at every council meeting and they'd be a mess. I mean, some of them tried to animate and they wouldn't work and others had, you know, things that were cut off on the screen and, oh, it was just, it was awful. And I remember it was something as simple as just giving them a PowerPoint template, a few options with the color choices along the bottom. And that made a world of difference. I remember gasps the first time it went up and people were like, oh, that looks so nice. And it's funny because now it's been a few years and they were like over them. You know, how many times have we seen those same templates? And so you just redesigned and we just kind of launch and it all ties into our overall branding. Like we used our choose Gilbert theme from our digital state of the town this time. And you made a whole new round of templates that they'll be able to use. And the first time I saw it was a few weeks ago at a meeting, someone opened it up and everyone gasped again. (gasps) So it's those little things you can do that go a long way. And so you do, you do the branding, uh, the branding newsletter, the website newsletters, which we'll talk about, but talk about the tools that you give them, which I think are so important. It's little things. Like I said, they're not graphic designers, so they need help. They need those tools. And there's inexpensive, easy ways that you can do that because you don't have, you could spend, and we've had this discussion, Zara could spend 40 hours a week 60 hours a week, just creating materials for one department. Let's say just for parks and recreation, she could literally spend her full-time job creating their materials. But obviously we only have one Zara. And so she has to service every single department and every single initiative and campaign that we have. So the only way to be successful is to really set them up and give them tools so that they can create their own collateral materials, but still have them align with our brand. Right. So the templates are a big one. So PowerPoint, publisher, templates, things like that. Um, You know, and it's always the little thing. It's the littlest thing that people respond to. 
that helps them a lot. I remember the one example, some flyers that were being made and a lot of times before they kind of would get in the habit of sending them to you before they went out. And that one was like a Mother's Day tea party, but instead of it being, you know, like light and flowery and pretty and inviting, it was very dark. It had like a lot of black on it and it was like, come to the Mother's Day tea party. I remember that. It was kind of creepy actually. And, you know, it's not their fault, like, but they're not thinking about making those connections. So I always think about, too, it's not just a flyer. You know, what is your message? What are you trying to get across? What are you trying to tell, like you said, your residents about the organization or about the initiative or about the event? Nothing about a dark, scary-looking, you know, black text flyer is going to make me want to take my daughter and go to the Mother's Day tea party, you know? And we can laugh about it, but for them, again, they're not designers, so that's not even crossing their mind. It's just get the information out, you know? And so I think you've done a really amazing job at helping people to understand, and like I said, you could spend... 40 hours a week making flyers, but when you show them, like, oh, you know, I'm sure that that light bulb starts to go off and and they start to connect those pieces. Right. And I know we've established as a department to really have more of... um more control over the the items that actually go out to the public. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so we do d- design a lot in our department, um, but we're really touching the um, mailers and things like that that go out to the to the and, majority of the public and making approval, which I think is really important. So, if you're out there and you're listening and you know you're and we don't send a lot of mailers, that is one thing for us just because of you know the cost of it, and we can just do so much more with you know online social ads. But um, when in the circumstances that we have to, you're right, I think teaching the organization that they have to come through, I always say, you know, you always have to have a second set of eyes on anything that goes out. I mean, we've seen things come through and it's like, there's no time or date on this about when this event is going to happen and just even some of the basic things. So if you're out there thinking about, you know, how do you kind of centralize this? And I think it is really important that you do and that you make those connections because if you see something going out from one department and something going out from the next, people could be duplicating work. Um, they might not be coordinated on a message. And so that gives an opportunity for you to get involved and say, hey, you know, this doesn't make sense or this shouldn't go out at this time because it competes with X, Y, or Z. So that's really important that you do have, and I know in a lot of organizations, those silos exist where people are, and before we got here, that's the way this place ran. You know, Parks and Rec made their own materials and sent them out and HR did their own thing and sent it out. And now I think at least you've given them the tools for success and then they can come to you for final approval, which is really when the system is working right, that's how it should be, you know? Yeah. I think that's the best way is you, you know, you can centralize it without having to do all the work. Exactly. So it's really just educating and no, and you know, you're almost like a consultant. Um, you know, for, for the different departments. So they can come to you with what they want to do and give them the tools and resources to go and do it themselves and be successful at it. And what are you met with when you, aren't they thrilled when you give them the tools to make their work look better? Oh yeah. Um, again, it's the simplest thing. So I, I can help with imagery or icons or some sort of graphic just to add to their artwork that they're doing. And they love it. And they're very appreciative. Um, and and I actually love the challenge. It's like everyone's my own little client and they come up with these ideas and I love um, going off of them. And, and really, it's a challenge for me to kind of come up and, and I love making them happy. Yeah. And, and where they walk away feeling like, 
they do have their own individual piece and it's not just some, you know, what people think of like a branded template might be. It's just boring and no flavor to it. But I, you know, you could, again, like I try and I, I stick with the colors, I stick with the fonts, but I can make something look completely different from one thing to the next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you're still having that cohesive message. So. Yeah. And I think it's cool because one of the things you just mentioned, you're, you're still putting them or their thoughts or their opinions or, you know, what they wanted on the page you're just doing it in a way that fits within those guidelines. And not everybody can do that. Not everybody can, can you know, look at guidelines and, and automatically be like, okay, well, you know, you, you just, you kind of end up with the same types of things over and over. So I think it's good that you involve them kind of in that process because you still get them or their organization or their team or their department on the page, um, but then still within that cohesive, you know, branding or the, the, the voice of our organization. Yeah. And the, and the newsletter that I send out is, is really an educator, Mm -hmm. uh, educating tool as well. And kind of training those little things like layout, um, Mm -hmm. hierarchy and, and, you know, those little tips on, um, on just trying to make things a little bit better. Absolutely, for sure. And you've had to do a lot of major campaigns. Like we've talked a lot about like organizationally or the things that come out from the organization, but you've had to do a lot of external branding campaigns, large ones like um, Discover Gilbert, um, obviously tied to our tourism brand. We'd never, Gilbert had never really, it's not really known as the tourist hotspot, but we're trying, you know, we're growing community, obviously. Really, We got some kudos for that too. From uh, I remember the first year I volunteered for Spark, the desi- design teachers at ASU were really impressed that we had like a branding guide and like that we had standards that the students had to follow for their projects and stuff like that. So yeah. just the fact that we even have something like that is is pretty impressive for most people. Absolutely. Um, you've done a This Is Gilbert campaign, Think Gilbert, um, a safe driving campaign, which I think, you know, is also one of those that kind of lives on and is evergreen. We've had other cities contact us about wanting to use the safe driving campaign, which is um, speed down, eyes up, drive safely. And so I love seeing when I go out and, you know, seeing the mark in the community. I think I told you the one day I was driving through the mall and I saw all the banners up the first time and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And you were like, oh, I... Like, you know, I don't even think of it that way. It's such my work. And, but I think citizens notice that stuff. You know, they notice. They'll start to see, you know, again, that consistency in the brand and, and tying it to, you know, coming and discovering Gilbert. And, you know, you're thoughtful in, in every decision that you make. And, they, and it all does kind of connect together under that umbrella of those standards that you've set forth. And yet you've been able to design these unique campaigns all for a different reason. And so I think it's been really, really important. Impressive. And, the, and the stuff that you've done has gone a long way to just change the image of Gilbert. Someone just said to me recently, it was actually um, one of our assistant to the town managers said, You're, you guys and the work that you've done is fundamentally improving the way that other people see Gilbert. And I think it's so true. Gilbert was a very small cow town, you know, um, very small. People used to ask the hey me. Hey, capital of the world. Hey, capital of the world. People used to ask me if I rode a horse to school in high school, and and now, yeah, and I didn't. But now we have almost you know two hundred fifty thousand people living here, and we expect another hundred thousand before build out. So we are not a small town anymore. We're really in this transition from becoming a bedroom community to a business community, and so this was 
crucial that we were able to establish some type of a brand. And so when you talk about when I came here, I think it was Patrick, my boss, came and said, you don't have a communications department. But again, we'd grown from being such a small little town to a big, thriving, largest town in America. And how could you not have a dedicated communications department? And that was kind of my feeling when I came. How could we not have a dedicated brand or guidelines or, you know, rules about how people use our logos? I mean, we still come across, there's a, was it an animal rescue website or some kind of website that was out there? Yeah, we're very lucky. We don't have too many people using our logos or anything, but well, that we know. But of. We, every <laughs> once in a while, someone lets us know. Um, yeah, and uh, it's so. cute because they reach out to us now and they say, "Hey, yeah. your logo. Just so you know, this looks like a town organization because your logo is on this website." Right. And so Zara will reach oh, I didn't out. Even know that. Yeah, yeah, being the branding police again. That was <laughs> pretty recent, actually. Yeah. And and so yeah, pe- but people now know and well, they'll come to us, which which is a sign of success. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely seen that. Um, more and more people are coming to us and, and knowing who we are, what we're here to help with. Um, and it, the response is good. And we love it. So, um, yeah, the I wanted to speak on the campaigns. Um, I work really closely with, you know, the Jennifer Alvarez, the um, digital media and marketing officer. And she and I work awesome together on she helps me with content writing and really we brainstorm um, pretty well together and come up with all these uh, campaigns. And I can't take credit, but... I know. (laughs) Well, one you can take credit for, though, because it's my favorite. And I don't know if you mentioned it and it's the external campaign, but the digital state of the town. Yeah. All the branding for not just this year's uh, digital state of the town. Those I personally really enjoy working on. Yeah, those were awesome. So if you haven't seen this year's, you should check it out. and if you visit our website, you'll see that video is very prominent on our homepage, but you can find our digital state of the town there. Um, but you should check it out. The theme was Choose Gilbert. And so we decided that we would adopt this Choose Your Own Adventure theme. And so Zara took the original book from the 80s, the cover, and basically recreated our own cover after it. And the people that know and make that connection are like, oh, this is amazing. And it really is. I mean, a lot of the graphics you do in our video as well, animating, bringing our videos to life. Um, I know you work really closely with our two digital journalists too. You mentioned working with Jennifer, but you also work really closely with our two digital journalists to make sure that all of that is cohesive as well when we do any branding and videos. And so that's you know, a whole other level of design as well. And, and you get involved with that. Um, and I think it's really impressive. So if you haven't seen our digital state of the town, and we also do a handout in correlation with that, that's evergreen that we can give out beyond the event and oh, bless your heart. You work, I mean, in this, this is a, a handout that has a lot of information, a lot of numbers, a lot of details, and it goes through multiple iterations and multiple hands that have to sign off on approval. And Zara is as patient as can be with taking our changes and feedback, but the finished product is something to be so proud of and so beautiful. In fact, I, I felt so badly because at this last event, we didn't give the handout the love that it deserved because the video we have, we show our video at the local Harkins theater. And I, I literally woke up the next morning and was like, Oh no, we didn't have the mayor talk about the handout. And Zara was like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Like we'll be using it. And we do have people come and they ask, can we have some of those handouts so we can give them out at our events? But I mean, really beautiful, impressive stuff. So from a behind the scenes perspective, like just seeing 
you know, all the different iterations of it and, you know, the, the, the discussion about what colors we're going to use for like, you know, the, the header of it versus what we're going to use for like the body of it and inside and outside. like just being able to see that stuff. I, I, I really hope that, that people in the community appreciate the thought that goes into that and, and, you know, how much work Zara actually, and how much thought she puts into not, not just like what it's going to look like, but every decision that goes into that. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not an easy job. Yeah. I can, I can speak firsthand. It's not an easy job. You should do some befores and afters. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, I just remember, you know, the, the first, uh, kind of sample that you showed us, we were at the spark event and you were kind of like working on some different variations of, of, uh, Kate (laughs) is, Kate Kate is opening, opening the book and you had all these like variations of like the stuff shooting out of the book, you know, like there was, there was like a, a smoke one or something. And then you had like little, like I, I just there was like different options that you were looking through and then like ultimately like now in hindsight you look at the one that you picked and it's like that was clearly the right one but you know if somebody just saw the final product and didn't see all the different variations it's like you don't really know how many how many choices there were or what the different routes you know it's, it kind of goes with the choose your own adventure thing but it was like this was the right path this was the right one and mm-hmm. in hindsight I just I think it looks great it's my favorite it's totally my favorite thanks Derek branding <laughs> campaign out of and all of them. the graphics in the video too match the graphics yeah. in the handout yeah, which totally. were new and different and it was a different look for us because we always had the same they're called supers or chirons along the bottom um, and we were kind of over them and it was like you know the light bulb went off and then you made them come to life and that when it, like I said, when it all ties together and it's just a great feeling when you know, you know, intrinsically looking at something like, oh, that's the digital state of the town or that's Gilbert, you know, and that's the goal. Yeah, definitely. Also, we talked about campaigns, but two huge campaigns that you did last year were kind of, you know, things that just came up. And if you're out there and you're listening from other cities or communities, you probably have have dealt with situations like this where we had to undertake a special census and do a new trash schedule rollout. So these were campaigns that had to touch every single resident. They had to. It was it was a must. And so kudos to you because starting with designing a logo and a look and a feel around those campaigns. So especially for the special census, you know, we, (laughs) I remember all the different ideas that we went through and some of, you know, things that were shot down for various reasons, but we ended up with a look and a feel because again, if someone, if they were seeing it in their mailbox, if they were seeing it on their public access TV channel, if they were seeing it on our social media, on our website, they needed that attention to draw and say, oh, that's the special census. Oh yeah, that's right. They were doing a special census. And so those, both of those major campaigns were done in a year, which is crazy. And people were asking us constantly, including our own, our own mayor. Um, at the time she wasn't the mayor, but now she is. She said, what company did you use to do all of your graphic design and design that whole campaign? Uh, Zara. <laughs> we Zara did it, Inc. <laughs> we, we did it all internally. And so again, you know, people always ask, same thing with video. They always ask, you know, what production company did you use? And, and so, you know, it can't be understated that, you know, we're very lean. Um, but if you take the time and do it right and create, like you said, start, you know, with that end in mind and create a logo and a look and a feel out of the gate that people can relate to. And it will be so much more effective and powerful to getting your message across in the end. Yeah. Yeah, those were um, really fun campaigns to work on. 
design-wise. And you had the uh, amazing idea to do the Three's Company oh. video, <laughs> Come and Knock on Our Door, which was the um, s- the special census uh, video we did. So if you haven't seen that, you should visit our well, YouTube page and check it out. that was the biggest challenge with the census because we did it old school. Like, yeah. you know, they were going to go to everyone's door. And knock. And, and knock. And so we're like, so how who's going to answer people? their door nowadays? Exactly. Um, who checks their mail? Who answers their door? Yeah. And so it was like... Speaking of, I need to check my mail when I get today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and maybe answer your door just yeah, for the heck yeah. of it. Why not? So that was part of the messaging is making it not so stuffy and, you know, make it more approachable and, you know, fun, I guess. Yeah. As that's the key, fun right? As the census can be. Yeah. But. but I think across the board, that's what it is. You know, make it so that it jumps out at people, make it fun and engaging and, and memorable. And make them, you know, put, you know, put the action in their, uh, you know, in their court. Like they, you know, they want to participate and, and be a part of it. Absolutely, and get them excited about it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, this was fun. This was great. Very fun to talk about branding. I think people will really find this interesting because, like you said, Derek, a lot of times it's stuff that gets looked at, but you don't really think about what goes, what it takes to go into making that and how important it is. But it's really at the core of your organizational being and, like you said, who you are. And so if you're thinking about that or looking at a rebrand, it's quite an undertaking – one thing we didn't mention that I think is worth mentioning is when I first got here, someone threw out, you know, well, maybe we just need to start over and, and just, you know, get a new logo too. Oh, that logo is on every town vehicle. That logo is on every manhole cover. Yeah. That logo is everywhere. And so what we decided to do instead was refresh that logo, give it, you know, give it some rules. You know, you can only use it in this way with this colors. And I think that was really powerful. And we did over time because we had new colors, we did have to change the cars and the vehicles and the, I mean, you've done it's everything. Still, from, it's still changing. I mean, yeah. it's still a process and that's a huge undertake, undertaking. And I feel like people nowadays, businesses nowadays are just changing their logo constantly. <laughs> and I don't know if that's the best approach um, because people have already you know, when I came on, like people have already been, again, the brand has already been established, Mm -hmm. whether you like it or not. Um, and, and so there are the, the little ways and inexpensive ways to refresh it was to just change the colors. That's kind of a, like, I'm going to combine what you two just said, because I think it's really important is, you know, with people changing their logo all the time, or like people using their logo on, on everything. If you take your branding seriously, it's a must for other people to take you seriously. If you don't take your own branding seriously, like other people, your residents, your, your customers, whoever, they won't either. Right. Exactly. Well, that's a great place for us to end. And this was fun. I feel like we could talk even more about this big topic. Who, who would have thought, right? But it is. So thank you all for listening. Be sure to engage with us on social media. And if you have questions or comments, use the hashtag GovGoneDigital. Also, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think about this podcast. And we'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital. 